Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm here with the coach, John Brett. No explosions. I'm here with the vet, Mr. Ian Griffin. All right. No explosions. It kind of freaked me out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're recording this, and so we didn't do all that live stuff that we, we do when we do live. So I apologize, Coach. But it, it's all good. So, man, it's a, it's a beautiful day in East Texas, but we hear the nation's having a little turmoil over a state passing a simple election law. Have you heard about that, Coach? Right. I have, and, yeah. and like, like I said uh, the other day, you, you and I talked. It, it wasn't like um, we weren't getting the information. We we're getting a little propaganda out from one side or the other. But you know, the, we don't really talk about the complete bill. We were only talking about one of the things that would upset you know anybody. Say, oh my God, what are they doing? They won't give somebody a simple sip of water. You know, so uh, with you sending me actually the components of the bill, reading it, you know, you get exactly what it is, not what you hear. Yeah, so coach, first of all, I'll say is is uh, you know, mainstream media came out and uh, and I'm talking the CNN, you know, uh, the the New York Times and all them came out throwing the race card left and right, and uh, it did all of a sudden. The Washington Post said, "Hey, peel back the onion a little bit on this," and some things it does crimp down on some things. There's a lot of things it opens some things up actually. Uh, but I think it's kind of like this back in the day when we had friends, you know, somebody woke up with a bad mood and they walked in and no matter what, they were not going to like what was going on. And I think that's where we're at with this is no matter what the liberal media or the democratic party was not going to like what's going on whatsoever. And uh, that, that's the first thing I see on it. Oh, yeah, and I want to go. I want to say something to that before we go into the individual breakdown. Is the left, the media, a lot of people go straight to what we call the default. The default is yep. racism. No matter what goes on, the de let's push the default because they can't have a discussion. They can't actually have an opinion based on facts. They just have to have an emotional response called <gasps> default ra uh, racism, and, and uh, we've allowed it. And it's gotten to be more and more and more when actually, if we were to take what we're going to do today and break down the components of the bill and then at the end of it go, you know what, that's a racist bill or it's a not racist bill. But to actually just, you know, use one or two things to throw in the media. Uh, so you know, the emotional response to the left is always going to be default racism. Well, so, Coach, one thing I will say with that, and I've been saying this a lot this last year, there's certain words that we use nowadays that we misuse completely that we use in an effort to end the conversation to, to, Hey, we're having a conversation. I want you to shut up. And I just ended it. I don't want to talk about it no more. Or I ended it with my viewpoint and I don't want to talk about it no more. And, uh, and that is environmentalism, racism and things of that nature. When we throw the word racism out. And if you notice, you know, the president came out and said, this is worse than Jim Crow laws, you know, and my deal is to the president, you just, the marginalize, yeah, you just marginalize all the actions that happened in the Jim Crow area when your party voted for that crap. You know, I'm just like shaking my head like, dude, what the flip flop, man, you know, your party voted for it, your party enforced right. it, your party pushed it. And now you're marginalizing it because you don't want your party to look so bad back in the day, you know, and all this other stuff. This is horse crap. 
And uh, this is nowhere near Jim Crow laws. There's there can be some difference of opinions on a couple of things, but there's nothing in here that I found that leads anywhere in that little word that everybody wants to use out of context, which is racism. And and so I think one thing that might be good, right. Coach, is we just read the damn definition of racism. I mean, and uh, so I'll read it real quick: is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people based on their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. Uh, I didn't see any of that in here. And uh, so I I think there, let me just throw this out here first. I'm just throw that out there. I think that's where we are today on it is on the whole right. bill itself. Uh, but on a second part is there was a lot of mainstream media in this. And you know what I find out after I heard the Washington Post came back and said, there's a, whoa, whoa, you didn't read this thing. I started going to local media channels like the Athens, you know, and Savannah and things of that nature to read actually what was in the bill and things of that nature to do a comparison. What I wanted was a comparison of the old bill to the new bill is what I wanted. Go ahead, coach. I apologize. Yeah. Oh, no, you're fine. I just wanted to follow up. And one last thing on that, and I'll get started on this, is you're correct. If there's something, the isms and the phobia, those are two things that are going to be attached to anything when people can't win an argument, have an argument, or don't want to deal with facts. You're, you're xenophobic, you're homophobic, you're you know, Islamophobic, or you're, you're, you know, racism comes in when the emotions get more than the facts. You're going to get a phobia or you're going to get an ism. And that's because people are unformed people. They're emotional people. And to be informed means that you actually have to listen to both sides and make a comparison. I like to listen. I'm a Christian, big time Christian. Love this weekend. It's Easter weekend that we're, that we're, that we're just having. But what I'm saying is I actually listen to atheists sometimes have debates. I actually listen to people that are different denominations because if you don't understand or listen to the other side, then all you're doing is you're, you're, you're playing tribalism and saying the other one's crazy just because they're not my tribe. And, and I don't get involved in that anymore. I don't do it. I'm not going to do it. We need more well, people to say I, no. I also think that we, we cried wolf with the word racism so much that it is lost oh, its oh, impact yeah. where when there is actual racism, it needs all our attention. It needs the devotion of our country yeah. to hone in on it and to weed through that crap and, and, and fix it. But we don't have that anymore because we, because we've watered it down too much, you know? So anyway, um, I mean, I agree. You know the deal. I agree. 100%. Even the filibuster's racist now. So, you know, so, um, but how, yeah. you know, filibuster's racist and we know that's true because the person who claims she was native American is telling us truthfully, you know? So anyway, Moving along. Uh, <laughs> let's get to Georgia. We got to get. Tell to me Georgia. about some water. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read actually what the water part says on here, and uh, I got it all. I got a whole lot of notes, Coach Man, and uh, but so one rule that's come out that's been in the media is I can't give a fellow man water, you know, uh, on election day. Well, first of all, let me ask a simple question. There was 364 days out of the year. Did you give them water any of those other days? I'm just throwing that out there. Or you just feel that the need that when they walk in that election line to maybe vote for your guy, that it's important for you to give them water then. You know, is that I'm just throwing that out there because 
That's what it sounded like to me. Now, one thing I'll say, Coach, is two years ago I was in Nevada – about two or three years ago I was in Nevada, and they was having elections internal, not national elections, but they were having some elections. And I walked into a, a convenience store, a big chain grocery store, and they had voting going on there. I didn't know you could do it in a grocery store, but they were doing it. But one of the unique things was you couldn't talk to nobody in that line. You couldn't you couldn't uh, wear any talk any campaign stuff. And you couldn't pass out anything to the people that were in that line. Now, if you were two lines over that was in a checkout, you was okay. But if they were in that line, you couldn't do any of that stuff there. Because and I asked them, I said, "What's the deal?" And one of the ladies sit there and explains, says, "Well, a few years back, we had somebody coming out handing out the cheapest pizzas in the world, and say vote for our guy and all that stuff." So that's the pretense of the water, you know. Let me have you drink my Republican water because, you know, my Republican guys care about you while the Democrats don't or vice versa. And, uh, but it doesn't mean you can't bring water. It doesn't mean the pollsters, you know, the, the, the polling people can issue water also, and they can develop water stations there. So it's a mis it's a misnomer. And, you know, we covered a podcast a long time ago on those little words called misinformation but this is disinformation. This is blatantly done to get an effect. Yeah. And they are blatantly doing this saying, Oh, you can't give water to a fellow man. Yeah, you can. Uh, if you're 150 feet out, uh, you can, if you work at the pollster or you can bring your own, you know, just at 150 feet, you're just going to have to not pass out water under your umbrella of your parties or anything else. You're just not going to be able to pass it out. Whereas I never saw anybody walk to a concert line and say, here's free water, you know, or, or any other place. Now all of a sudden you care about them the second they get in that one little line, you know? So what do you think coach on that? I don't think it's how the media portrayed it. Well, I mean, no, I think we've definitely got misinformation going on. I mean, if you can set up a water station or if you can give out bottle of water, 160 feet away, just set them up at 160 feet away. But what you can do is you can bring your own dang water. I mean, uh, if I go yeah. stand in line all day to because or I'm going to stand in line all morning because I want to be the first ones at Best Buy to buy something at eight o'clock on the open and I get there at three o'clock in the morning. I don't expect Best Buy to pass me out some, some freaking water and uh, and a freaking Mac griddle. I mean, you bring your own water. If you're going to be outside. Oh, well, what we don't have time. Yeah, you got time to get a glass of water. If you don't have don't give me that crap. People carry water all day long to work, to carry it in their cars, to carry it where they want to. Um, but what's what's happened with this is, yes, it makes it sound like, oh, the poor people can't can't get their own water, which makes makes it makes it look like you're calling people either poor or stupid or idiots because they can't get water beforehand. And it makes you, you Republicans just don't even like people at all so much that they won't even give them a drop of water when they're falling out of a polling place. I mean, are you kidding me? This is what we're getting to. And, and they play on the heartstrings, the emotional Rachel Maddow and, and freaking Don Lemon talking about, oh, my God, they don't give them water when they're going to be, you know, I don't want to hear it. I guarantee you if they told them that if you can bring your own water and stand in line, we'll give you another $1,400 free freaking stimulus check, even though you don't work or don't, don't deserve another one, and you don't give a stimulus check to the whole country. Isn't that to stimulate the economy or is it just for certain people to stimulate the economy? I don't get one. I can't stimulate the economy. So I'm telling you, it's all crap, misinformation, disinformation, bullshit. That's what it is. I'm not going to miss so words on Saturday morning or on Monday morning. So, so, Coach, I'm going to tell you this, and you and I both know this. We've both been in churches where 
some some people in the church go out and pick up some people who are less fortunate to be able to drive that are very elderly that want to go to church. And when you pick them up, they had the biggest Bible on God's creation. It's in super 48 font, things about this big. You know, you got to have a freaking darn dolly to pick that thing up, you know, and the whole nine yards. And I will use a generic name, Miss Miss Smith or Miss Johnson, you know, or whatever. They will never leave that Bible. They will always bring that Bible when they go to church. But we're playing on that. We got the Miss Smith who can't remember to bring her water. Trust me, she's going to bring her water bottle. I'm just throwing it out there. So let's quit playing on that fear and that phobia. And let's just call it what it is. It's a darn law that sits there and says you got to go stand in line to vote like everybody else does. You know, or you can ride a wheelchair in there to vote. And I'm pretty sure that they'll accommodate you quite well. And the polling booth can provide you water. So let's let's kill that. So yeah, kill last, that. Yeah. So I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw this on here real quick. Say, Go ahead, Coach. Go. I, let me throw this on here real, real quick. Real... What's the Facebook meme? Yep. Go. There you there go. Mean. I mean, that's so true. It's it's a Facebook meme. A Facebook meme is oh, people don't even care so much about you. They're not gonna give you water. Instead of saying oh, we've extended some voting hours. Uh, and maybe make a Facebook meme out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So so now on the changes to early voting. Now, if you remember in our state, in the state of Texas, early voting, I, and I won't get the dates right, so please forgive me, but I'll throw a journality out there. It was only two weeks or something like that. But last year, we moved it to the whole month of October, okay, because of COVID. Well, so for early voting hours in Georgia, they'll expand early voting access to most counties. They'll add an additional Saturday for most counties and formally codify Sunday voting hours. Uh, and here where we're from, you couldn't vote on the weekend, really. You, you had to do it in the weekday from my, what I remember. Counties can have early voting open as long as 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the minimum, at the minimum. If you live in a large metropolitan area, you might not recognize the difference. But if you live in smaller counties, you will recognize the difference by gaining an extra weekend day and such. Okay. Now, you will no longer be allowed to use, they used them last time, two mobile buses in Fulton County because they will only be used for emergencies declared by the governor to use them. Like last year was an emergency because of COVID in their minds, you know. So, um, now, what's one thing that's unique is that is the counties will have to report daily how many people voted in person, how many absentee ballots were used, how many were returned and rejected, and uh, so they'll have to report that early. So I think that's a good thing, and and I don't see anything in there in that part right there on early voting, except it adds a couple of days and it, and it and it codifies that these are the minimum hours that you're allowed to vote. So. I don't see a problem with that. Do you see any problem with that, Coach? Well, the the only problem I see is no. It's not a problem, but I see that when you say when somebody can nitpick anything they want. So we have a seven yeah. to seven window, but a minimum of nine to five. Some people say, well, because voter suppression has been going on in Georgia for 100 years, then you know some of the counties that are predominantly African-American or predominantly minority are going to push that to nine to five, knowing that, People can't get off work until five o'clock. They're going to say it that way because it's in there that way. So I don't know why that's in there. I'm sure there's a reason they put it in there. Why don't we just have seven to seven, seven to seven? 
Yeah. I, I think, though, part of I mean, that is – Like I said, sometimes it's just the way it looks. I think part of that is the smaller counties can't afford that. I mean, you know, so I don't know. Maybe I'm well, – Give them money. money. We're I'm just throwing out money left and right. Give them money. Well, I, I agree there. You know, the Democrats are all about money. We're about throwing another $2 trillion out there. So, so uh, the other thing I'll say is uh, when we start talking here – is uh, is the polling places and if there's a long line so there's a long line that the action it it for wait time surpasses an hour one hour at certain times during the day those who have over two thousand voters in that region are expected to purchase more people to help out okay so they got to plan that and such so there's more than 1,500 counties, yeah. precincts, excuse me, precincts in Georgia that have over 2,000 voters. So if the action that keeps them in their line longer than that, so they are trying to keep the lines down is what they're trying to do and trying to force the precincts. If you're going to be a precinct, then you need to pay for your more voters. You know, uh, I mean, more uh, more people to help out with. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so that's one thing that I, I found unique. And I'm trying to find the deal about the ballot box here because um, there was some some discord well, about the ballot box. But what it does is it forces – and let me find it here. Well, heavens to Betsy. Well, while you look at okay. that, I'm going to look – I'm going to say this. Yep. If you have people trying to vote and – the way that you're going to know how many people vote is by registered voters. So if you have a large amount of registered voters in a county or a percentage goes up, then they need to be hiring more poll workers for that. I don't think you can wait until the line is, you know, an hour and a half long. Okay, we need more people. Let's go get somebody. I don't think that's a good way to do anything. You have backup, maybe have people on standing. But if you are looking at an increase like it was in 2020, an increase of voter registration, now we'll get you know legalities or whatever if they're legal vote or legal people or not. But if you see that that number is creeping up five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent, then you need to be prepared for that before election day. Because if you're trying to do an election day, you're going to suppress. And I hate to use that word because it's so overused. Like you're saying, racism is so overused. But you're going to suppress some people that might not have an opportunity to vote if the line is three hours long and it's six six o'clock. Yep. So. One of the things that it says here is poll workers uh, may now serve in adjoining counties. So from what I understand is, is if you're in a county that you know that from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock, uh, you, you feel that the voting line will be higher and it would extend past an hour for the average person to stand in there. And you have a county over here that's 95% already done with everything that you can request those from what I understand the way this is written, that you can request them to come help out. I, I agree. It's some prior planning, but I think they wrote it in there. So you have to do your prior, prior planning. Uh, so anyway, the thing I got about the, uh, the voting uh, ballot boxes, though, that the law now requires all 159 counties to have at least one drop box. Now, it caps the drop box one for every 100,000 people uh, or one for every early voting site. And uh, but it moves them 
inside early voting sites instead of outside the facility. And additionally, they will only be accessible during early voting days, not 24 seven. So you can't come by at two o'clock in the morning when the cameras are off and, you know, drop your 150 votes for your special person, you know, uh, that you want to in there and such like that. So I think one thing in regards to this Georgia election law, let's ask a simple question. Why would we have a law for elections? And I think we need to answer that as, you know, during this last election, there's a lot of comments about whether there was voter election. And each comment that came out that went to a federal judge or the Supreme Court was, we did not find enough to overturn the election. Okay, that was coming. There was nothing said about that we haven't found any problems with votes. We've always had problems with votes. And it's maybe not in a national sense of scale, but what it tends to be is when you and I are running a voting booth down there, we're like, hey, we can get extra 100 votes in here. We just did this here. It's the local people that tend to have those challenges that maybe they accidentally got a bad person in to help out and somebody doing their own dang thing down there thinking they're doing the good for the nation when they're doing the, I don't know, you know. So we have those problems. That's why we have certain laws is to do this. The voter ID thing came up too and goes, with the voter ID, you had to show a driver's license, you got to give a date of birth or, or you had to enter your driver's license. And if you don't, you got to get a vote, uh, an ID card. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, every freaking thing else you got to, you know, I mean, what the flip to do my taxes. I had five, my driver's license, you know, uh, my date of birth. Hell, everybody in God's creation celebrates the damn date of birth on Facebook anyhow. So I don't know what the problem is with that. I mean, what are your thoughts, coach? Well, voter ID uh, has always bothered me because any person that needs their ID, they go get that ID from the DPS office. They got to have it to have an apartment. They got to have it to rent a car. They got to have it to buy a car. They got to have it to, I mean, the list is long. Everyday stuff, you got to have an ID, at least an ID for if it's not a driver's license. The reason this has always been a stickler is like, why would you, you know, want to, you know, so suppress people to vote by making them have an ID. If you told people you had to have an ID or a social security number or whatever to get a stimulus check or to get welfare, or to get food stamp, or to get health care, or to get an apartment, or to get HUD housing. They do it every time. They don't. They don't even use this. They don't even use this as an excuse. They know it's part of the process. So, part of the process shouldn't be going right back to what we start started this with default racism. Default racism. I'll say it again because that's what they do. Oh my God, they're asking for an ID when just this week because of these mass shooting idiots out there killing people. I don't care if you're freaking dude from Syria, if you do from freaking wherever, you're an idiot. They're talking about, well, we need more. We need more information from people to get a gun, but you need less information from the vote and freaking national election. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's what we've done. We've become, a, we've become a country of pansies where everything is a whine. Oh, my God, we got to have an ID. I bet you wouldn't be complaining about it if that ID came with a stimulus check, man. Yeah. No, I, Coach, I agree. And one thing I'll say is at the end of the day, they just we just need to prove who you are. That's it. I mean, if I go in, they go, you know, I, hey, I'm Ian Griffin. They go, how do we know you're Ian Griffin? Oh, well, right here, here's my driver's license. Oh, okay, Ian Griffin, way to go. You know, hey, or I don't have a driver's license. Well, what I got to do? Well, take the two minutes and fill this out and we'll be done. 
And what they try to paint the picture is, is the people who don't have one are so dumb and they're not, that's the whole deal. They're not dumb, you know? Yeah. So, go ahead, coach. Right. Well, yeah. And they, and what people don't realize they're not smart enough and not educated in the, in the, in politics enough is when they say, Oh my God, if you make somebody have an ID uh, or, or you make somebody do something at a certain polling place, what you're doing is you're actually calling the people that you, that, that you say you're trying to protect is too dumb or too poor to be able to know what's going on. So they need this big guy to protect them. Just like me going to get a certification in special ed or certification in history or whatever, I have to go in and put my fingerprints down. I have to take a driver's license. They take my picture. I have to sign an oath. And if I go take a piss, I have to come back and put my fingerprint back on it before I can come back in the room again because they don't want people coming in there taking a test for someone that's not informed enough and don't understand what they're doing just so we can pass somebody and get them a certification just to teach. And you're talking about voting for a president or voting for an elected official and we're going to complain that they should make them do freaking fingerprints, do something. Just as long as we can identify who they are. That's all we need to do. If they're from that County, that precinct, whatever, as long as they can do that and, and a pollster can go, yep, that's him. You know, I can say it was so organized down yeah. here in Camp Four County, people. but, you know, yeah. And we play on the fears just to, to, to rile the base of, well, your, you know, your grandmas, they, they, you know, so we got to get, cause we're running out of time and we didn't even cover the part about the hyperbole. Throw the thing back up there one more time. I got to see it. Not suppression. Yep. We got that one. And then we got that one. And those are unbelievable. Those are facts. We're from the painsiest time period in American history. Yep. So they're certified, not suppression and not racism. So I'm, I'm not promoting you. anything, but we got to have a whole lot less these and a whole lot more of those. I agree, coach. So from the coach. All right. We're about to close out here. From the coach. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> to the I tell you what, I'm going to say it right one last thing is people need to have better information. So, and to the vet. <laughs> stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. <laughs>